You are listening to the Cyphedelli Podcast, episode 136, The Spielberg Effect. The Cyphedelli Podcast contains adult language and mature concepts, so consider yourself warned. Okay, so in a, in a in a segment that will probably never come back again, uh, entitled "I finally fucking saw that." Um, so I finally saw Ghost in the Shell, the live action, the oh live action God. version. Did you hate it? <laughs> I did. I did. I yeah. didn't hate it. <laughs> yeah, but it, I, it's 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 it has it has no, issues, it's man. It's terrible. It's bad. It's I didn't terrible. like it. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, but I, I saw it, and, and as anyone would tell you, as the guy who sometimes bends over backwards to like certain things. I'm looking at you, Justice League. Um, <laughs> I have to just acknowledge that that movie is bad. It's just not good. <laughs> so, if you you know, if you know anything about anime, if you have any interest in anime, just just watch. Just watch the original anime yeah, from like 96. It's just it's better in, in, every, in every way, shape, or form. Like the story, yeah. like but primarily the story is better. the The live action movie is a is a cookie cutter, generic, uh, evil CEO of a corporation is using people against their will for nefarious purposes. Whereas the actual anime and the manga is about you know what it truly means to be human and whether you can have a soul if you don't have any flesh to contain the soul and. A bunch of cool shit like that, and a really well, cool boss battle with a tank that's that that cloaks. It's awesome. It's awesome. Just watch the original man. Watch the original so anime, I, and 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 don't watch Ghost in the Shell 2.0, the the remake they did yeah. of the anime movie. I didn't like all the extra stuff. I'm like, you know what? Just give me the original fucking movie from the 80s, okay? Yeah, or early so, 90s. So if you don't know, for so Ghost in the Shell 2.0, which is if you wanted to get it on Blu-ray. Um, and get like some higher because you know originally they made it in '96 and so they used computer graphics from '96 in a DVD format and you you blow them up on a nice big screen today and they they look like shit like just look like utter <laughs> incomprehensible shit um, and so you're like oh well I can get oh it's on Blu-ray let me go get the Blu-ray but then they replace some of the animated bits with um like CG bits but not like really good CG bits like hey, George I was Lucas did say again. They kind of George, George Lucas, Lucas did? yeah, a little bit. No, 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 no. This is more like uh, this is more like a um, uh, uh, like a not a not a cartoon, but like a CG cartoon on like a a Monday afternoon on you know Cartoon like, Network type animation. Like it's not it's not high. It's qu- like, if it was higher quality, it would be better. It's like reboot season yes. two. Yes, it's like reboot. Exactly. It's like a reboot version of this thing. And you're like, you know what? You could just draw it. That would be, you know, yeah. and it's, like I don't I, I, I really don't get I really, I really so, don't get it. So I really don't. I only saw the first half hour of Ghost in the Shell 2.0. 
And my significant other can attest to this because I was watching <laughs> it on Hulu and uh she's never seen the original, doesn't give a shit about anime. And I'm watching this movie and I have to stop it every five minutes to bitch about what I just saw. <laughs> That was utter bullshit that just came on screen. <laughs> Everything that just happened, they basically pissed on something that was cool <laughs> to give me a much shittier version of that scene. I'm sorry. I was total nerd raging all over that movie. <laughs> Did she finally say, "Why just stop. Just stop. Yes. And I finally took her advice. She didn't finally say that. She said that after the first five minutes. Okay, good. Good. <laughs> Well, Why don't you I just think... turn it off? <laughs> well, there could have been a shocking oh, twist yeah, at no. the end of the movie that would have changed your opinion. <laughs> no, it's no. the same movie. It's the exact same movie. They just re-rendered some parts in bullshit instead of yeah. like giving you like I just want a Blu-ray version of what you already filmed. Just 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 take the film and get it at a higher like pixels per inch and then just give it to me. That's all I that's all I need. That's all I need, you motherfuckers. Yeah. Just son of a bitch. So so one yeah, last thing I want to say about to Ghost say, in the Shell, and we can maybe move on. Well, yeah, welcome yeah. to the Sci Fidelity Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that feels good. It feels nice. To, I'm to Steve. To just have that all that hate just floating around. Yeah, just, feel the hate just, flowing through you. <laughs> yes, yeah. this is Michael. This is Patrick. This is Emperor. I mean, this is Brian. Wow. I um. Unlimited you might know this butthurt. better than I do, uh, Patrick, because you actually watch Standalone Complex. I haven't seen it. I still intend to someday. Yeah. But from what I understood, the live action movie took a, a storyline from one of the seasons of Standalone Complex, but had all the visuals from the uh, original movie. And I'm like, that doesn't work. You can't just take one story from another source, but include the visuals from a totally different story. That just doesn't work. <laughs> so for that, I'll say like, there are three kind of iconic sequences from the original anime. The first two that they used, like it fits because the the story is uh, the story is close enough where they can make it fit. The last one made no sense, and that is because it was you know that cookie cutter plot. So the the and and I'll say the the storyline from its second season, a standalone complex, mm-hmm. and it is even that one is so More much complex. deeper than yeah. than what wow. this even conceived of being. Right. Yeah. Like that, that, that is a good story. The problem with that is that that's a story that really takes like, yeah. you know, 20 half hour episodes where at the end you're like, wait, what the, what, who did? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm sure it's like, it all makes, it's like, um, uh, primer, right? Remember that, 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 that yeah. time travel movie? That movie like, no, that no, no. I- it, it all makes sense, but I just, I have to, I gotta get it, I gotta wrap, wrap my brain around it, cause it's complicated, and, and like every episode of the standalone complex is kinda like that. Like, you'll get to a point where it's like, if you weren't paying attention, you're just fucking lost, cause they go through a whole bunch of shit, they do it like really quick, and, uh, and so, but even then, like, they still went and like, they changed some shit, like, they made her, you know, they, they made her some experiment that, that, was against her will and you know she's being used but she doesn't know she's being used whereas you know the original anime is like this is just the world that you live in i just happen to be this character that has this thing there's no nefarious anything i'm just i'm just living life 
and you know this this situation happens and I get interested and I'm going to pursue it but that's well that's, that's the that's case right now it's uh everybody getting screwed over by things that can't control uh yeah as a possible segue you had mentioned <laughs> things that are kind of complicated uh last night I watched Edge of Tomorrow again and oh, uh, nice that's a that is a a very good movie but yet again while watching it it reminded me of just what playing a video game is like and thus the segue. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't Edge of Tomorrow based on an anime? Edge of Tomorrow no. is based on an anime. It well, is it's based actually. on a book. Well, true. It's based All on you a need Japanese is kill book. by, um, I forget the guy's name, but that's the original title of the book. Um, but yeah, also, that, yeah, that segue kind of went a like, weird title. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you know, that segue kind of went like through the Enchanted Forest and then like oh, it yeah, took yeah. a break. And then yeah, it woke up and it, got back it, on the road. It, yeah, went no, through the, it went through the swamp of sadness and killed Atreyu, but we did it. <laughs> you know, you know, a simpler, a simpler segue would have been, uh, you know, it's about the zeitgeist and people getting screwed over. Like everybody that's not rich in the oasis because they live in tra- stacked trailer parks on top of each other <laughs> and they just play VR all the time because that's the nah. best their shitty life is going to be. They, nah, like the the poor people are not the poor people in the Oasis, right? That's You're talking about the people in Ohio that are poor. Well, the people that are in Ohio are poor, but they're also in the Oasis. So, But yes, they are not necessarily poor in the Oasis, but they're poor in real life, which is the yeah. only reason they have money in the Oasis. <laughs> like, I got nothing <laughs> else to do. I might as well might as well gut my way to some fucking millions. So, yeah. so what we're saying is the future, according to Ready Player One... Is pay to win. <laughs> yes, it <kinda> is. Yes. <laughs> well, no, I, no. I always knew I had to beware of microtransactions, but I didn't realize by how much. No, no, no. All right, hang on, hang on. Let's let's look at the movie, right? Because the Sixers were were paying to win, and they didn't win. So I think uh, I, I I think it, it's did it's they not, have the best chance of winning? They had well, yes. no, they didn't because they needed a plucky guy with no income. <laughs> <laughs> they they needed think. a guy with absolutely nothing to fucking lose. With, you know, with, if the Sixers had just hired Captain, that, but in, that's the that story. whole movie would have gone yeah. down in a totally different system. A guy with no money won. Yes, he won all the money. That's, that's the best the, also irony the of the whole thing. That's also had, the the sub. That's also the story in uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. This yes. is true. Well, no. Well, in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, it was the kid that wasn't a dick one. <laughs> yeah, but he was also poor, and the guy that well, paid to win lost. Well, yeah. What well, do you, how do you I, think? You, you can't be I, a dick and be poor because people don't put up with that shit. So I, no, I, actually, you cease I to exist. Slightly clarify on the Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. He was less of a dick. <laughs> <laughs> he also so he stole, stole the fizzy lifting drink. Everybody he steals did. one drink. What the fuck? It's in the budget at the Hershey plant tour. Like, okay, hey, they're gonna walk hey. away with like a case of like Hershey's kisses. Okay, it's fine. Hey, hey, them other kids just got chewed out and almost killed by Oompa Loompas. Fucking Charlie got chewed out by the man himself. You get nothing. He, he almost <laughs> got chewed up by a fan at the top of the tower. Exactly, yeah, that's true. 
But you notice he kept his dickishness. It was just him and his him and his grandpa. His coke dealing grandpa. S- we're, we're gonna and sneak off over here and do our, We're not gonna be like, go fuck yourself. Give me that fucking goose. I want all this shit. Give me an Oompa Loompa. I need a slave. Like that. They didn't do that. They didn't do that because they were cool. <laughs> so, so anyway, how many of you guys read the book? Ready Player One. Uh, th- I'm raising my hand. Name is a work audio podcast. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna I was say. Gonna, I think. Brian, did you read it? Because I think we all did. I did not get around to reading the book, no. Oh, okay. Well, then Brian didn't. I didn't get around to – he didn't read the book. You're not planning to read the book or you would have read it by now. Yeah, no, I I sort of thought I'd read it for years. I thought, well, when they come out with the movie, I'll read it before I go see the movie. Nope. (laughs) So, yeah, Yeah. I don't know. I don't think I'm ever going to get that book read. The movie didn't blow me away nearly enough to get me to feel like, oh, I must read more. I want more of this. I'm all prepared to have all kinds of nerd rage about how very different the movie is from the book. Yeah. But I'm kind of okay with what they did. Yeah, I was about to make the point. Brian, you could still read the book. They going to get all that book into one movie. It was so dense. Yeah. And not only that, it spanned a large amount of time. Yeah. Well, so what I'll say is this, like they have, so in the book, you know, that you have these challenges and the challenges in the book are not the challenges in the movie. And I am perfectly fine with that because the challenges in the movie are better for watching a movie, right? Like one of the challenges in the book is basically relive war games word for word, uh, you know, through the thing. Like, I don't know how you would film that. And that seems like that would just be. Me watching this CG character play, uh, be in war games, which I don't know is what I paid to come see. So <laughs> instead, the challenges are, you know, get in the car and drive real fast and, you know, don't get beat up by Donkey Kong. And I'm like, you know what? I'm cool. I, I I'm, I'm cool with that. I like that. I, uh, the- I saw, I watched an online video essay that would, that made the point that, they chose the shining. They, this guy doesn't know this for certain. This is his theory. They chose the shining as a meta commentary about changing a book so drastically, but still coming out with a better movie. And I was like, I guess you could actually make that point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I never thought you about that. Video about that up. Commentary about something. That's well, so they were weird. just trying to say that because the, the shining is drastically different from the book too. I'm just saying and you a watch lot a lot of, people, of video commentaries. He does. I do. I watch he a does. fuck ton of video commentaries. I'm not ashamed many. about that fact either. <laughs> I think we need to have an intervention. I'm pretty sure I saw the one that Patrick or that Michael has seen. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, what do you care? Yeah. You didn't read the book. You get what yeah. you get. Um, um, I, I, I kind of hey. looking forward to hearing you guys nerd rage about the differences because I don't know what the differences it's not are. Not in me, Brian. So, it just hey. isn't there. I don't have hatred in my heart for what we got because okay. there All just right. was no way to connect the dots in the book the same way. There's All too right. much. Agreed. There. And Agreed. what we got what we got was what we got was also fun. I mean that whole the whole shining sequence, I mean, aside from the fact that they you've got these very obvious, you know, CG generated characters placed into the Overlook Hotel, the grainy, you know, filmed Overlook Hotel, and <laughs> And the one guy walking in on the old lady in the bathtub, like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, naked old lady. I, I apologize. Like, that's just great. Like, that's just fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They did a good job. That was and amazing. you know, if, uh, you look at some of those special features, uh, you'll see that they built an overlook. They built yep. that oh, set sweet. and filmed it. And so the, there's, 
It's interesting. In their version of the Oasis, there are places that are very real world looking. And some places just are not. They look absolutely cartoony and video gamey. And now I'm okay with that. That's the way it should be. Yeah. Agreed. You know, for the people that maybe that the, the, the Bryans didn't read the book and also haven't seen the movie, let's just, you know, the, the, the brief recap. So Ready Player One is about a kid that lives in uh, a world where, you know, not everybody's doing super great, but there is this very immersive VR and uh, you can you can live a completely separate life in VR. And and the book was very basically like a, you know, nostalgia porn because it was bringing up everything from the 80s. If people are driving around in DeLoreans, they're flying around in the Starship Enterprise or just all of these things. And the movie kind of carries that on with even some other things like fucking Battletoads show up in, in the fucking movie, which yeah. I thought was amazing because I was like, <laughs> fucking Battletoads. When was the last time I, you I heard love, about one them? Of, one love, of the things I think needs to be pointed out is how important this VR world called the Oasis is to everyday life. Yeah, to everyone. I mean, it's basically like, like it, things exist there, like schools, basically, like you, you can, uh, you know, you go to school and you go to school virtually and then they, like everybody gets this Oasis headset and then like you go to your virtual class and then your virtual class can take you, you know, wherever you need to go. So like, okay, we're going to go to the pyramids and then bam, you're in, like you're basically in a recreation of the pyramids. And it's so it's amazing. And so the whole point of Ready Player One, the book, is that the guy that created the Oasis, who's like a trillionaire, he dies and he says, well, guess what, guys? I left some Easter eggs in this virtual. And it's not like one world. It's like a virtual universe. Right. And so it's like in this virtual universe, I left some Easter eggs. If you find the Easter eggs and you get some keys, then you can basically become me you i will transfer ownership of the oasis to you and then you will basically be god here and so you know lots of people want to go do that and there's a corporation that wants to do it because then they can like put ads in the vr and they can sell you cigarettes and shit like that (laughs) and so they are and they are throwing just heaps of like real world money into finding this like they hire whole teams of people that are you know, supposedly experts on the guy that that was the creator, and to try to figure out what his Easter eggs are, and to you know, some of the challenges are you know playing old school video games, and so they hire guys that are basically just good at playing Pac Man and Pong and fucking you know uh, yeah, uh, Pitfall it's, Harry. It's pay to just, win. <laughs> yeah, it's pay to win. So that was what Steve was saying. Right? Like it's yeah, like yeah. oh, it's pay to win, and they just they're and when I say pay to win. That also includes murdering people that they think are getting too close. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that was fucked up. <laughs> that was fucked up. This is all of a sudden, yeah, so-and-so isn't on the Oasis anymore. His house blew up. <laughs> also, everybody in his trailer park is also dead. So Yeah, I like how they just kind of skirted over that, but I'm like, hey, that's mass murder that just happened. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, these people are straight up evil. They're just they're, they're straight evil, which is you know. Well, when when the good guy is a mega corporation, you know, this <laughs> giant super business, you have to make the bad guys really evil so that you're like rooting for the corporation to win. You know, because that's not how we usually do things in U.S. movies. We don't usually root for the giant big business <laughs> well, to win. You know, well, we like we like Bill Gates. <laughs> But we don't like Microsoft. See, that's the that's, that's true. The we dichotomy don't like Microsoft. There. Yeah, it's yeah. individuals. It's not like oh, Agricor. It's like what if what if Umbrella Corporation was the hero? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, yeah. It's kind of like in this movie, they they went out of their way to separate the Bill Gates from the uh, from the Microsoft. So it was the I can't remember the creator's name, but they were yeah. they went out of his way to separate that guy from Oasis. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. They didn't separate him because because Oasis is is like it's, it's not really thing. a corporation, right? It's not. It's they, a thing. It, like, it's a thing. Like, it his only product is business. the virtual world. Yes. Oasis is well, gregarious the, games. Gregarious games. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Um. And but but you know the other the other CEO of the evil corporation that guy that guy was a dick. Well, I mean, yeah, who is that, heavy. The, that guy plays a villain in everything that I've seen him in because he just looks like a swarmy car dealer. Uh, I mean, <laughs> even in Star Wars, he played the bad guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was and like, holy was, shit. And the, the, if I, am I remembering correctly, is that, is the woman that was his heavy, was she, is she the main one on Killjoys? Is that, is that, I don't think she's seen Killjoys. What the fuck is wrong with you? I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, it's like you're not even doing the homework. Like you don't even care, Michael. It's like you don't even give a shit. I have I I still haven't seen Luke Cage season two. I'm all kinds of behind. Yeah, hey, I haven't seen um, that one. You either, really are all kinds of I behind. <laughs> hey, yep, no, it is. It's uh she uh she's also um uh ghost in uh Ant Man and the Wall. Oh, okay. I figured that that actress had to be in something before because people kept talking about her like she had been in something and I'm like, I don't I don't know who that bitch is. Yeah, um, and then John Kamen. She's uh she's actually been in a lot of shit of late. So so good for her. But anyway, yeah. So Well, she know, was good in Ant Man and the Wasp, which I have seen. <laughs> <laughs> the one bit of homework that I did. So so um Ready Player One. I I uh I love the Easter eggs. Like I or not even so much the Easter eggs, just all the cameos of all the nostalgia shit. Like at that that battle at the end where there's mm-hmm. like, oh I I, oh, I got this, this, this special loot item, which is a Chucky. And they basically turn the Chucky doll on, on, and they just throw it out the window and it just starts killing everything. That was pretty well, rad. As Steve will, as Steve will appreciate, cause we've talked about this uh, on Facebook recently. One of my personal favorite Easter eggs was the Hadouken, uh, from <laughs> oh, Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. That was fucking awesome. <laughs> did you see Ken in the race, in the car race? Yes, I did. Yeah. Yeah. And well, uh Ed Chen Li was in the when they're storming the castle. Yep. Chen Li's yep. in that group of people and yep. Blanc is at the bar. And the thumbs so, up yeah, from Iron Fighters Giant. All over this fucking movie. Yep. Yes. From Terminator. That was pretty badass. Yeah. <laughs> and in the race they you're racing against a DeLorean and uh like the like the Bigfoot monster truck and uh and the eighteen motorcycle from Akira. <laughs> I think my favorite uh, Easter eggs, though, were the weapons. Uh, I love yes. that they used the the crawl glaive, which was <laughs> fucking amazing. 
<laughs> and I love, I haven't even played this game and I just love the aesthetic of the game, but I love at some point in the game, you saw them using the Gears of War rifle with the chainsaw in the yeah, front. Yeah. And I was yeah, like, the that's fucking amazing. <laughs> it's, it's hard to be upset when you see what you got is so far from the book, but, but what it is is actually a second helping of the good shit from the book. Yeah. yeah, right. I can see that. Yeah. So, like Brian, you should read the book. It. Yeah, if you like yeah, the, book the book and book you thing. like that that dose of nostalgia, uh, then the book does the book does it better, I think. Uh, but it's it's worth reading. There's more meat on that bone. What we got is a nice, healthy bite of a much bigger meal that's in the book. I would agree with that. Yeah. The thing that made me more hesitant was I was like, all right, Easter egg the movie. That was cool. I, I think I'm Easter egged out now. So that, that was good. So, I, I don't know if I need any more Easter eggs in my diet. So I, I, for I want some benefit, bacon now Brian, instead of eggs. So <laughs> For your benefit, Brian, present- we should talk about what the differences are in terms of the story itself. Like, for example... It doesn't, you don't get the perception of the passage of time in the movie. Whereas in the book, this took a long time to unfold. I'm not talking about generations, but certainly more than like a week. Yeah, it yeah. was a few months if I remember. It was a couple months. Yeah, in the in the book, there's a point where um, like he gets a real job to pay, to pay for his, uh, his gunting activities and like he works for the evil corporation and it's you know, it's like six four six months something like that yeah it's a while the other yeah, thing it's is a, it's like a good long bit they they I did guess. touch on it like it is part of the movie but it's a bigger part of the story in the book is that all of these players are live streaming to other people kind of like we do now with Twitch or you know YouTube gaming or any of those and that's mm-hmm. that's one of the ways that Percival communicates with raising his army. Yeah. yeah. Right. I, I will say one thing in Brian's utter so slight defense is uh we do I have two Traitor. other friends. I've got two other friends that you guys all know. Congratulations. Uh, that have uh I know, right? It's nice to have friends. Um that uh also have an issue with, uh, they call it nostalgia porn and they actually dislike it because it leans so heavily on nostalgia porn. And I'm like, I-, I guess I get your argument, but I just enjoyed it too much. That wasn't a issue for me. I-, I enjoyed that one of the clues was a schoolhouse rock reference. That was awesome to me. Look at pixels. Now, now, yeah. Yeah. Was, was, um, was on the friends, were they complaining? Because they didn't get the references, like that was after no, their time, before their time. Uh, possibly, but uh, I mean, one of them is uh, our friend Tim. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, he, uh, I think, in his ever so loving way, his issue, <laughs> as as he put it, um, nostalgia is not a replacement for plot, 
And I was like, wow, you just really don't like the fact how heavily it leaned on the nostalgia. I disagree. I do think there's a plot to this movie. I, but some people, um, and I've heard complaints about this with other movies too, where like Atomic Blonde, they don't like the fact that they lean so heavily on 80s music. And I'm like, but it's still a good movie, even if it leans heavily on 80s music. So yeah, I think some I people just don't like that. the use of nostalgia as and a I, conscious decision. And I know these people and I actually just, I am, as long as it's kind of advertised ahead of time, I'm fine with the nostalgia porn thing. Phantom, uh, not that, uh, Force Awakens is like 50% nostalgia porn, but yeah, that's um, true. It, 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 <laughs> I, I, that's okay. As long as it's something I actually have some emotions attached to, like a nostalgia movie about anime is going to be meaningless to me, but uh, you know, I'm fine with that. And I'm fine with it as a storytelling gimmick. And as long as you know what you're getting into, I'm fine with them leaning heavily on it. Like, uh, like they did in Ready Player One, you know that that's that's what I came here for. <laughs> that's what I yeah. wanted. Give me the porn. But um, and, I'll, and I'll tell you, I kind of felt I, at the end of it. I was like, all right, that was good. I, I don't know if I need any more of it, but that was good. <laughs> so and, and I'll tell you, I've seen it with people who have absolutely no connection or very little connection to a lot of the stuff that's referenced. And, and they love that movie and they love the book and they don't have any real connection to 80% of the stuff that's being referenced. They just enjoyed it. Well, so, why do you think I sit around when you guys talk about video games? I mean, I, I like hearing people nerd out about stuff. Let me give you another one. Even if I don't have any nostalgic connection to Duke Nukem. In you know? the, so. Hey, now, careful. <laughs> <laughs> in the, in the movie, up in it. it's a little more Sherlock Holmes, and in the book, Percival and the hunters have to do a lot of work. They have to work and train and practice and, I mean, things that are not, that you would not want to see in a movie but are appropriate for the book have to go down well, a, a, because a, a they two minute earn montage. those wins instead of just sleuthing them out. Yeah, it's a the, it's a it's a little more the wire and less Sherlock. <laughs> like the the training montage, the, it's not the 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 training is not you know doing push ups or you know jumping through hoops or something. It's it is immersing yourself in all of. You know, the interviews and all just the, the, you know, the geeking out on this, the, the guy, the guy that created, uh, the Oasis. And all the things he loved. It's the homework we talk yeah. about when we talk about homework on this show. Exactly. Yeah. It's Seriously. like, oh, you didn't watch war games? Well, then you can't, you can't solve this, so you can go fuck yourself. Ha 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 ha. I've yeah, watched war I, games I can see how you could make a fun training montage where somebody's trying to do a Rubik's Cube and somebody's watching war games and, you know, you just kind of have them doing these absurd, ridiculous things that are all. Oh, you retro mean a Gygax and, Cube? <laughs> so. <laughs> I love that it was a, a, Zemez, a Zemeckis cube. A Zemeckis cube. Yeah, Zemeckis cube. Yeah, Which that's I was what like, I meant. all right, well, that I was, was awesome. wrong. <laughs> so, so can I, all right, so since we're talking about the, as is your way to talk about the filmmaking of the thing, the, um, 
Yes. Yeah. I watched the videos. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Which I think, and now I understand because you're just watching all these videos and you're like, hey, oh, this is hey, important. I should talk about it. No, film school um, ended for me 20 years ago, okay? So I got to go. Over. I got to get this stick. Uh, I don't so think it ever ended. really ended. Yeah, it never ended. Yeah, <laughs> you're the guy. You're still You're still in now, man. You're just, you can never let it go. But but so that, that montage, um, so this is Patrick my, the, the my montage nom, yeah that was four I was say yeah my nom I, so, was, is is actually just watching Full Metal Jacket followed by Apocalypse Now uh, <laughs> but the uh, okay so this was directed by you know Steven Spielberg and yes. like it has I I feel like it has that sort of pure Spielberg experience right where you go to the movie you know there's consequences but it's not too heavy it's not like oh i need to slip my wrist by the end of this <laughs> it's it's fun there's an adventure but it's and like there's like you know you, uh, steve is laughing his ass off right now but um and and i and i i loved it i love the fact that it was just it was just a good ride it was just a good entertaining yeah. ride he trimmed off all the fat. I don't think there was anything in there where I'm like, all right, all right, let's go. Let's get through this. It was none of that. It was no, you know, like overpowering love story. They had it, but it was like, you know, it was, it was light enough that you're like, yeah, okay, I don't give a shit about these people falling in love. Let's, let's see Iron Giant kick somebody's ass is what I'm doing. <laughs> so you didn't have any of that. Like it was, it was perfectly well done. And I'm like, why? We need to go back to that. We need to get more of that fucking, that Spielberg juice. That just makes a good fucking fun ass movie that you want to watch a couple times. Spielberg so. actually went on record as saying he actively tried to limit the number of references to his movies because he felt like it was a little too masturbatory. Yeah. He put a couple in there. It, I, I could see the beat off that was going on. I mean, yeah. <laughs> there, there was a couple the that T-Rex he did slip in there, Kong but were prominently. Yeah, spanking it right in my ear. I was like, "What the hell?" Hey, when you when you got the good stuff, man, you got to use it. You don't hold that to yourself. Fucking That's Et self- and Jaws well, showed up. Be- I would not have been surprised. I, I will say this in his defense if you're gonna make a movie that's all about nostalgia porn but you don't include any Spielberg no, movies yeah. no, that would have just felt weird I get it okay. yeah, that's the way that was gonna go right you hire yeah. Steven Spielberg to make your nostalgia porn movie guess what's gonna happen I totally get it <laughs> um, like I said I don't have it in me to be upset with what we got I'm fine I, that, that's fine it isn't the same as the book clearly but it's fine. It's fine. Embrace yeah. it. If you're out there and you're pissed about this movie, I get it. There's there's room to be pissed. It just I just didn't get any on me. I don't, I don't have any on me. This movie adapts the same way that the Marvel Studios adapts comic book storylines. And I love the way that a lot of adaptations are being done nowadays, which is I'm not going to be beholden to the letter of the original story. I'm going to give you the essence of what you get, but I'm going to give you a a version that works better in a movie. What you read originally works better in a book. I'm going to give you the movie version of that. And to do that, I got to, I got to change some shit. That's how you get a movie version. You know, (laughs) you know what really changed? Okay. I don't know if I would feel the same way about this, about ready player one as I do now. 
if I hadn't seen Infinity War. Like, yeah. I did homework for Infinity War because I knew there was a lot on the plate that I didn't have all the pieces for. Like, it, it was a landmark event, storyline. I should not have done that. <laughs> <laughs> I should not have done that. Was, that was fucking was high. It, was it fucked it, up? Did you read Infinity Gauntlet? Yeah. Yeah. I uh, that's actually one of my favorite comic book storylines of all time. I fucking love Infinity and like Gauntlet. a bunch of and the yeah, Vision Infinity stuff. War. I didn't know. I didn't know about all that Vision stuff. Don't if you like the movie, don't just don't. Don't ever go because it's going to be you were, like. I thought when you said you did the homework, you went meant you went back and rewatched all the MCU TV and film stuff. Well, <laughs> You're I saying you did that, the comics, but that's all Here's connected. A- that all fits. For the most part, except for some shield shit. But but it, <laughs> but here's the thing: uh, the Marvel movies are good. They're just not direct adaptations. Like it's a different. I thing. love Captain America. Yeah, it's just a different thing. I love Captain America: Civil War. But if you needed it to be like the comic book, you're gonna hate that movie. Yeah, because it's nothing like that comic so, book. It's a great movie, but it's nothing like the original comic I, book. I have to change <laughs> oh, some of my views mm. on. The Harry Potter universe because of this new perspective and it's a bitter pill to swallow. Like I am just fine hating on three plus on the Harry Potter movies because I'm sorry, man, that was fucked up. They fucked those movies, those stories. They fucked them. Anyway, (sighs) <laughs> I'm, I'm getting ready to do I, I, I'm gonna tell you shit. right now. I'm gonna tell you right now. Um, my favorite Harry Potter movie is the one that changed the most from the books. <laughs> I love the third one. Yeah. And the guy was just focused on making a good movie, and he just said, "I'm not gonna be so beholden to the book." But yeah, and I love the third book. The third book is also my favorite book. But uh, yeah, the guy who made the movie was like, <sighs> "Fuck it, I'm gonna make a movie, you and I'm what, not though? gonna worry so like, much about." One of my chief complaints is. Those stories could easily have been fucking told in a movie. They could have. Thank you. I would agree with that. They didn't have to fucking change it just for the sake of, oh, well, I got this idea about some shit that could have happened but didn't, and I really want to see them wear different clothes because cloaks don't matter to me. Fuck you. (laughs) Fuck you hard. (laughs) Well... I gotta say, this is where, this is where just you and I will never agree because in my viewpoint, I hear what you're saying and I respect it, but my viewpoint is, is I can always just read the book. <laughs> like, I'm if, trying. if it's so important to me, I can always just read Michael, the book. <laughs> I, I'm trying, but I have some real fucking hurt in me because I had no yeah. idea we were going to a rape and that story got raped. Okay. <laughs> wow. Tell us how you really feel. Making reference to that episode of uh, South Park where they felt that George Lucas raped Indiana Jones <laughs> by going in and changing. <laughs> oh, by having him be in Crystal Skull. Where they were trying to stop him from doing what he did to Star Wars to Indiana Jones. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, we wouldn't have Crystal Skull. Yeah. Well, yeah. But... I, uh, yeah. To, to your thing, Michael, when you're like, you can just read the book. Yes, you can just read the book if you want that story. 
but part of the whole we're adapting it to a different medium is you would like to see that in a different medium. I don't get to, you know, when it's when it's a comic book, comic mm. books are great, but it's not it's not live action, it's not 3D. There's no kind of weight to it. Like as as I've been rereading some of these comics, it's like, "Oh yeah, this is just like these are just all fancy poses, but what what does that actual fight look like and sound in, like in real time, right? Like that yeah. that's different." And so, you know, that's what we, that's, some of that is what you end up missing when you don't do that adaptation. And I'd be like, I would like to see the adaptation. I would like to see something that looks like it exists in a real setting get fucked up by like, you know, Superman flying through an IHOP or some shit like that. I, I, I will say this. I, uh, after getting two comic book movies, which were, very closely adapted from the original, that being Sin City and then Watchmen. I get it, but my whole thing is I feel like if you ever just make a straight adaptation, it's always going to take second place. It, the movie's always, it's always going to never be as good as the source material. Uh, and I'm going to commit blasphemy and say I like Watchmen and the Ultimate Edition cut, the Ultimate Cut oh, better no, no, than no, I want to be Watchmen clear. the I actually, comic. I like I like Sin City and Watchmen. I do. I just feel like they are lesser because they felt like, and I know you guys disagree with me on this because we've had whole episodes about this. Uh, <laughs> I just, to me personally, because they were so beholden, I felt like, oh, because yeah, I did the homework and I reread Watchmen right before I saw the movie. So when I saw it, I just felt like I was just getting the same thing spit back at me that I had just read. So to me, it was like, oh, it's like watching something and then immediately rewatching it. <laughs> so, so it sounds I, like to me, I, see, I actually, you fucked up by doing the homework. Okay, don't do the homework no more. I, I, I have a new well, perspective on that. I, I'm really going to question whether or not I'm doing the homework first. I had a bad see, experience. It went like, bad for me. I like the movie version of Watchmen better, the extended movie version of Watchmen better than the comic version. I also like the novelization of Revenge of the Sith better than the movie version. But So... And, Fair enough. And, and, I keep you know, hearing about Roger Sith. I got to check that out someday. Yeah. And and look, I'm I'm going to say this and, and, as to the point of not doing the homework. I go so far to not do the homework as like I I didn't I had not seen um, any of the trailers for Ant Man and the Wasp. I specifically <laughs> intentionally avoided Ant Man and the Wasp and Infinity War because so like I know I'm going to go see these movies. So you don't the, the trailer is there to get me to go see this movie. I'm already going to see it. So whatever. I'm going in bl- I I don't know I'm, shit about I'm shit. I'm around that way okay. doing it. It's superior. Let me yeah. tell you why that's so funny to me. As the guy that was sitting next to Patrick while I was watching Ant-Man and the Wasp. <laughs> watching Patrick react to things that were in the trailer as if he had seen it for the first time. And then I realized, oh, wait, he did just see it for the first time. <laughs> that was hilarious to me. I was like, all right, that's the first time Patrick has seen that. <laughs> it's the way Cause, cause to I'll maximize you- <laughs> your enjoyment of a, a movie like that. Yeah. I will say I'll tell that. You, well, I'll let you. Yeah. I, well, yeah, no, I'll just say, I, I, I will tell you, I, I have noticed that in lots of movies, like the, the, I guess the director is setting these things up in a movie in such a way that he doesn't think that you know, he, he or she doesn't think that you know that 
this thing exists. So all of these things are supposed to be surprises to you. And you can see them. Like, it's very obvious that it's supposed to be a surprise. But you're like, that was in the trailer. I already know. Like, that is the reason I came to watch this movie is because yeah. this this thing was going to become alive or this alien was going to show up or whatever. So I, I, it's nice to watch a movie when you don't know anything about it. And so when those surprises come, you're like, oh, shit, I didn't know that was happening. That's amazing. You yeah. get to actually, like, experience it like it was meant to be. So real, real quick side note, two minute thing. Yeah. Uh, I have a couple of friends that talk about how great it would have been to not know the Hulk was going to be in Thor Ragnarok. Cause that yes. was maybe the greatest surprise in the movie. And it would have been great yes. if you didn't know that beforehand. But cause this has always been my argument about that. There was no fucking way in hell Marvel was going to put the Hulk in the movie and not tell you he was in that movie. So, <laughs> but they could have. They could have waited until the movie came out and then put it in like the trailer that comes out the week after that because most people that are going to watch the Thor movie are not necessarily going to watch a Hulk movie. Otherwise, they would make a Hulk movie. I, I know, but we're talking about advertisers. They're not worried about spoiling something for you. They're just trying to maximize the people seeing it. So they're going to tell you that the Hulk is in that movie. <laughs> right. And it, and it fucks it up. It would have been better if it would have been a surprise. I agree with that uh, 100%. As a counterpoint, I will say the trailer for Solo allowed me to calibrate my expectations that I was going to get a fun movie instead of a the drama. <laughs> that I wanted. So the trailer for Solo was helpful in, in setting my expectations at an appropriate level. So, <laughs> well, as a person that thinks like a filmmaker and a writer, uh, honestly, I know 80% of movies before I see them, so it doesn't matter to me. <laughs> like, I go you know, into most movies expecting to not be surprised by 80% of the movie that I see. <laughs> so I just go ahead and I watch the trailers because I'm like, it doesn't matter. I'm going to have guessed most of this movie anyway. <laughs> and that's, and that's sad, Michael. You, that's, that, that's your problem. You, 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 you know how the sausage is made. Yeah. And that's why it's like, it's like, oh, I, I, I know all about Santa Claus. That's why this, this Christmas has no magic for me. I'm just going to sit here in my, in my Scrooge castle. And just, you know, take money out of the poor kid's mouth. That's, you know, fuck that kid. Um, fuck him and just fuck him. There's like, there's nothing, there's nothing I, in my life that's good anymore. I had a, I had a couple of friends who, I won't say they got mad at me, but they were like, uh, it would have been so much better, Michael, if you hadn't told me your guess about Loki dying in the first five minutes of Infinity War. Like, yeah, there's no way Loki surviving the first five minutes of that movie. So when it happened, I actually kind of got a bit of a dirty look. I'm like, look, I hadn't seen the movie. Yeah, but you could have kept that shit to yourself. Exactly. Exactly. This is, this is why I'm careful what movies I watch with a, a, a certain friend of mine who guesses all the whodunits and plot twists to the point where I'm like, yeah, I'm glad I'm not you because – Film, watching TV and film would be miserable if I knew it all that far in advance. <laughs> well, but you got to really understand, would. for me, and I'll just say this one last thing. For me, what I enjoy is guessing something and it and being right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but guess it and keep that shit to yourself. <laughs> so, yeah, when I guessed that Loki wasn't going to survive the first five minutes, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. There is something we'd like you to not keep to yourself. And that's this show. Thank you for downloading, listening, and subscribing. You can get this show and all of the back episodes and all of the visual references 
and all of the links to our social media accounts at scifishow.net. I don't know how you got this show without knowing that already, but here I am telling you, check out our website. It is also old and busted, just like most of us. Until next time, I'm Steve. This is Patrick. This is Michael. Maybe we can get Brian to work on that uh, website. This is Brian. It's fucking Chucky. (laughs) (laughs) About what I sounded like, so yeah. Oh, references.